0: My name is Lacey White, and I'm a psychology based branding strategist. I harness the power of subconscious psychological triggers to create brands that attract your dream clients. You deserve a perfectly aligned brand, and I'm here to make it happen. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Psychology Based Branding with Lacey podcast. I am your host, Lacey White. I am a day late on dropping this episode, but I just kind of felt the need this week to take some self-care time and a little bit of relaxation time. And so I just let myself lean into that and do that because I just felt it was like really needed. And I kind of felt I was at a point where I just kind of needed like a reset and a refresh. And so that's what I've been doing this week. And that's why this episode's a day late, but it's okay. I have prepared some awesome flipping content to drop on you in this podcast episode today. I'm entitling this episode, The Great Client Search. We are going to have a super value-packed episode, and you're going to get some really good stuff. How many times do you feel like you're searching for clients? Are you searching for your clients, or are your clients searching for you? So in this episode, I'm going to go over the difference between finding clients and clients finding you. And I'll give you some simple tips on how to position your brand so that you're attracting clients as opposed to searching for them. But before we dive in, I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about my process for performing brand audits. I have been receiving a lot of requests for these brand audits, and I think that these are super valuable, and these are great tools to utilize to evaluate your brand as it is and where you want it to go. So the first thing I do is take a deep dive through your website and your social media pages. identify the colors, shapes. Imagery and messaging that could be turning away potential clients based on your brand, your industry, and your target market. Then I provide high level recommendations on how to tweak your brand elements to better attract your desired clients. My audit results and recommendations have gotten tremendous results for the clients who have implemented the changes that I've suggested. My clients are making 10, 20, and 30 times their investment, or oftentimes more than that because of the super low price point of my brand audit right now. So right now I'm practically giving away these audits. They're just $25. So if you feel like your branding is kind of stuck in a rut, or you just want to have a baseline for where your branding is at and how it can improve, then you'll want a brand audit. I'll throw the link in the show notes so that you can order your brand audit. And I'm, I'm going to let you guys know right now that I'm not going to keep it at $25 for long. It's going to be $25 right now, but the price will go up soon. So get while the getting is good, guys. Also, if you're looking for ongoing branding and marketing support and strategies, you need to be in my business branding bootcamp. It's a group coaching container and you get access to a private Facebook group where I provide trainings, journal prompts, strategy sessions, coaching, live masterclasses, and more. This business branding bootcamp group coaching container is just $250 a month. And the best part is that right now I'm offering the first 60 days for free, but only for the next five people who sign up. The sign up link is going to be in the show notes. So if you want to save your spot and be one of those five people getting the 60 days free in this container, go ahead and use the link in the show notes. All right, so let's dive into today's episode. Do you feel like you're constantly on the hunt for clients, spinning your wheels, trying to identify the next scheme or gimmick to convince people to buy something from you, flooding strangers' DMs with pitches only to get ignored or even worse, blocked? I know I've blocked some people. There's a better way. The goal is for clients to find you, so that you don't have to constantly be on the hunt for them. So what's the difference between finding clients and clients finding you? Finding clients comes from a space of desperation and the energy that you give off repels your audience, which is the opposite effect that we all know that you truly want. On the contrary, clients finding you comes from a space of confidence and knowing that your brand is aligned to attract those who resonate with the vision and purpose of your brand. So let's dive in to the actions behind each scenario. The first I'm calling finding client actions. So these are actions you take when you're trying to find your client as opposed to them finding you. And a lot of us engage in these actions without even realizing that they're not really helpful or without even realizing that we're actually doing them because we've been conditioned to believe that this is what we're supposed to do in order to grow our business. The first thing, social media pitching posts. This is a post where you are solely pitching whatever it is that you're selling. Buy this $200 off one-on-one coaching package. You're not giving your audience anything other than buy this, buy this, buy this, but you're not telling them why they should buy from you. You're not positioning yourself as um, someone to get to know. You're just saying, buy this from me. Okay. The second thing, blowing up the DMs, not only is this super fucking cringy, but it's not helpful. Most people, some people, when you're constantly up in their DMs, you know, they'll engage with you to try and be nice and you might even guilt them into a sale. But most often you're going to get ignored or blocked because you're in the DMs just trying to sell something to somebody and you're not truly getting to know someone. So stop blowing up people's DMs. The third thing, Lack of interest in the needs of your prospects. So this is where you're not really interested in what the prospect needs. You're just trying to sell whatever it is that, whatever your product or service is to the people that will buy it or that you think will buy it. You're trying to essentially put a square peg into a round hole and not considering what your prospect actually wants or needs, just considering the sell. Of your product or service, which is a bad way to do business, guys. You want to make sure that you actually care that whatever it is that you're selling is what somebody needs, that you actually care to solve a problem. All right, the next thing, constantly justifying the price of your product or service. If you're in an energy where you feel that you have to justify the price of your product or service, you don't believe it's truly worth the price that you've set. And if you don't believe it's truly worth the price that you set, then no one else will believe it either. And thus you're in a vicious cycle of trying to constantly justify. Stop justifying the price of your product or service. It's all about perceived value. And the minute you start trying to justify the price of your product or service, your perceived value goes in the toilet and nobody wants to buy. All right, the next thing, offering ridiculous discounts to close the sale. Stop it. Again, it's all about perceived value. So once you start discounting your services to next or your products to next to nothing just to get someone to try and buy, That person immediately recognizes that you're devaluing your product or service, and then they, in turn, do not see the value in your product or service, even at the discounted rate. They think to themselves, well, if they're willing to to drop the price that low, was it really worth the original price point in the first place, and is it even worth the discounted rate? It's all about the psychology behind these actions. You're not meeting someone in the middle on a financial playing field. That's not what is psychologically triggered when you discount your product or service to close a sale. What's psychologically triggered is that your product or service isn't worth it. So be very aware of that when you start trying to offer discounts to close the sale. Not everyone's objection is money. Even if they say it's money, most often it's not money. Most often they want something that is going to solve their problem and they're willing to pay whatever the price is for that something as long as it works and it solves their problem. Last thing stop trying to convince people that they need your products or services. If you are in a space where you are always feeling like you're convincing people that they need your products or services, or you're trying to convince people that they need your products or services, you are in a finding-client action. That is a finding-client action. That is not a client-finding-you action. So stop doing it. You don't need to convince people. The people that will buy your products and services are already convinced because you've set yourself up to attract those people. Okay, so let's move on because not only are these actions not helpful, but they'll often yield the exact opposite of your desired result, which is to sell your product or service. So let's talk about the other end of it. Let's talk about client finding actions. These are actions that you take so that the client finds you. These actions will improve your brand's ability to effortlessly attract clients without having to be on the hunt all the time. So what are these actions? Firstly, focus on creating visually appealing social media content. Stay out of people's DMs and just create stuff that they like to see. What will happen is they'll start to be in your DMs. Another thing, utilize brand psychology to ensure the colors, shapes, and other visual elements that you're putting out there resonate with your target audience, and meet industry standards. This is super important, you guys. I don't think a lot of people really understand that brand psychology is super important. Your colors, your shapes, your fonts, every single visual element that you present in connection with your brand evokes a feeling within someone else who sees that content. And so what do you want your audience to feel? Do you want them to feel that you're reliable? Do you want them to feel that your brand is luxurious? Do you want them to feel that your brand is strong, that it stands the the test of time, that you'll always be around, that you're confident, that you're consistent? Do you want them to feel like you're flighty, flaky? Or do you want them to be confused? The last set of things, of course, that's not what we want. But oftentimes, that's what happens when our brands are not aligned with the colors, shapes, and other visual elements to attract not only our desired clients, but to meet the industry standards and appear in a space of alignment with what's expected for the industry. I'll give you an example. And I use the McDonald's example all the time. McDonald's is doing it right. They've chosen the exact, the exact shapes, colors, and elements that are going to attract their audience. And if you haven't heard the podcast episode where I go over the McDonald's example, DM me and I'll tell you about it but adversely in a field like a therapist. I had a client once who was a therapist and he wanted to use maroon and yellow for his colors. And I'm like, dude, what are you, McDonald's? Because McDonald's, yes, they they use those colors in a way to attract people to you know, have that sense of urgency and anxiety to come into their store and be hungry and eat and and do that. But you're a psychiatrist, so you don't want to evoke anxiety or anger or any, any sort of mental agitation within your clients. You want to present a more soothing and relaxing color palette for your clients. And so doing that is misaligned with the industry And it will repel clients as opposed to getting them to purchase from you. Nobody wants to go into their therapist's office and be agitated, further agitated than they already are because they're there for a reason, right? So that's an example of how you want to make sure that you're using the right colors, the right shapes, and the right visual elements so that you're attracting the people that you want to attract and that you are in line with what's expected for your industry. All right, another thing. Instead of pitching, provide value. Give industry-related advice that's useful to your target audience or that solves a problem they have. This will position you as the expert and let people know that they need you without you having to convince them or chase them down. All right, next thing. Ensure that your brand messaging is clear and concise. Look, you guys need to make sure That you're using language that's understood by your audience, and that includes industry-related words and phrases, and that these words and phrases are easily identifiable as something that is highly desired by your target market. My coach calls these clickbait words. I'll give you an example. I'll use the fitness industry as an example. If you're in the fitness industry, you're not going to say something like, I am a mindset manipulator and I utilize cycling to enhance your serotonin mindset and increase physical agility. What the fuck does that mean? If you're using terminology that nobody really understands or that nobody's coming to the fitness industry to to buy, I mean, nobody's attracted to the fitness industry to buy all of that nonsense, you're convoluting your message, one, you're offering something that nobody wants, two, and you're confusing your audience, which in turn means that they don't buy from you. So use words that are easily recognizable when people are searching for professionals in the fitness industry. Use words like fitness. Use words like weight loss, fat burning, things that people actually want. These are tangible things that people want. Yes, you're going to focus on the mindset because what people don't realize is that oftentimes in order to achieve these goals, it all starts in the mindset, but you're not selling mindset. You're selling the result. So how you get there is the mindset combined with a a fitness plan and maybe a meal plan or whatever else it is that you include in that package, but you're not putting that on the forefront Because if you advertise it that way, people are going to say, I don't know what that is. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking to do is lose weight. I hope that that was a good example for you guys to get how important it is to make sure that your messaging is clear and concise and to make sure that you're using language that will actually attract your desired clients as opposed to using language that might mean something to you but doesn't mean anything to anyone else and doesn't make people think, yeah, I want that. All right, lastly, if you're running a sale or you're offering a standard discount to those who purchase multiple products or services at one time, then that's okay. Cool. We're cool with that, but do not, under any circumstances, drop your prices in response to case-by-case price objections. Most often, a price objection is not really a price objection. What they're saying is that they don't really believe that whatever it is that you're selling is worth what you say it's worth. So stand firm and knowing your value and be willing to let the potential client walk away if they do not also value you in dropping your prices, you will say to them, I also am not sure that what I'm selling you is worth the price that I've set. So you will confirm their suspicion that it's not worth it. And then likely they won't buy from you at all. So don't do that. Oh, that wasn't the last thing, guys. I got a couple more for you. <laughs> Let's keep them rolling. Okay, don't DM someone unless they DM you. Email prospects instead with something of value or a freebie to get them in your sphere. And at some point, many of them will come back to you for what they need whenever it is that they need it. But pointless DMs or blowing up the DMs is not a good look. It, it just screams desperation. Like I can't tell you how many times I've had people in my DMs and I just absolutely cringe. It's not, I will never buy anything from anyone who blows up my DMs, especially if I don't respond the first time. And then week after week, they keep messaging me. For me, that's a repellent, a huge repellent. So don't do it. If you would be repelled by something, then don't do it to other people. All right, now, last thing, be authentic. Most people have just like an internal phaco meter that detects when you're trying to be something that you're not, and this leaves them super turned off from whatever it is that you're offering. So be authentically you and be unapologetically you. Trust that you're good enough and that what you're selling is good enough. And if you believe it, other people will too. But how can someone else believe that you're, you, your product, or your service is good enough if you don't believe it? So start practicing believing in you. Okay, guys, that's it. That is all that I have for today. I know that was a lot, but I hope you've gotten some value from today's episode. DM me on Insta and let me know your thoughts or if you have any questions. I love hearing from you guys. And don't forget to hit the links in the show notes to join my business branding bootcamp and order your brand audit. As always, it's been Real, and I'll catch you guys next week. If you've received any value from today's episode, please share it on your social media and tag me. I love connecting with you guys. Need to get branded and don't know where to start? Head over to my website and schedule a free 30-minute consult. Let's chat and see if we're a good fit to work together.